Okay, thank you, thank you everybody for uh, joining, coming back. Um, as Hashem. So today, tonight, we'll discuss um, a few important areas. If I would have to call it a th- the theme of tonight, it will be a theme of of godless, of greatness, of the strength of a person. One area, the first area of a person really developing the strength necessary to serve Hashem and really make a difference uh, in this world is to be able to, to stand alone, stand for what you think is right, um, even if other people around you do not agree with you. Of course, it doesn't mean uh, we're not, of course, a person needs to have a dracha from people older, uh, but, uh, but once a person understands something is right, to be able to stick to it and not just follow what everyone else is doing is a tremendous, tremendous level and really critical for a person's godless. Chazal tell us, don't separate yourself from the congregation. And people will use that, um, misuse that a lot of times. Well, you know, everyone acts this way. Everybody dresses this way. Everybody does this. Al-Tifrash Menatzibor. Rabbeinu Yonah writes over there on Perki Avais, Perik Beis Nishnah Dalet. Rabbeinu Yonah writes, it only applies Al-Tifrash Menatzibor, a tzibor that's doing the right thing. The tzibor is involved with a mitzvah. And maybe even if, let's say, you have a reason or excuse uh, not to, so there's a special idea to be part of a tzibor. Mechazik the tzibor, connect yourself with the tzibor. Where Rabbeinu says, however, if the tzibor, if the masses are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, there's no mitzvah of al-tifrash minat tzibor. On the contrary, the obligation is tifrash minat tzibor. If we think about it, unfortunately, I don't want to say among the from, but if we look at the, the entire world, uh, if we would just copy everybody else, um, we're not going to end up in good places. Um, the whole world, uh, most of the world is chasing money, desires, emptiness. Um, we don't really get that far by copying others. Because most, as, a ma- as masses, even, even among Kalal Yisrael, I think we could, we could say, um, you know, I don't want to speak negatively, but the bottom line is, the average person in Kalal Yisrael is, is average. Um, and not that many or a minority are, are, are in a category of, of, them, of their own, that they're special. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think, you know, those that are part of the Shabura, willing to learn Musr um, twice a week and interested in growth is a sign that, that you're a cut above the rest, that are not aware or not interested in, in, in growth and working on yourself. So if you understand that you're different, that you're special, so that means that you can't just copy everybody else. You have to think for yourself about what's right, and you have to be willing to stand up for what's right. Doesn't necessarily mean criticizing other people, that may not be your place, but just be willing to do what's right. And uh, even if it, you know, it doesn't make you, doesn't, it's not popular by everybody else. Um, it's a funny thing, the example that I used in the Hebrew say for Olam Amidos, um, for somebody that stood alone and resisted the world around him. So the, the example I used was Nayach. Um, the, the translator 
whatever reason, Ashkach has it, I didn't translate the Olamidas myself, even though I do know how to write English. Um, maybe not as well as, as, as Mrs. Heimwitz, but she, she translated the Sefer. When she got to this part of the Sefer, she didn't only translate, she also had a Ha'aras, um, and she said, why are, you taking, why are you taking Noach? Why do you take Avram Avinu? Avram Avinu is known as Avram Ivri. Ivri means the other side. The Avram Avinu stood on the other side of the rest of the world. So, and not only that, Avram Avinu had an influence on, on everyone around him. So why are you taking Noach? Why don't you take Avram? And uh, give myself a little credit. I said, okay, fine. We'll go with Avram. Hopefully Noach. Uh, will be Michael, me, hope you know, forgive me. But we'll go with Avram Avino, you have it your way. And those that are really, really, no, no one came to me with the Kasha. No one came to me with the Kasha. Um, but, uh, you know, but, but uh, someone's going to ask the Kasha. This is the only, um, besides some additions in the, in the English Safer, this would be, I think, from the only switches that we switch Noah for Avram Avino. Okay, does it make a difference? I don't know. Um, but uh, it hit me tonight, just, you know, maybe perhaps why in my mind um, I was thinking Noah and not Avram Avinu, or at least a defense of the Hebrew Sefer. Um, and that is that Avram Avinu was Zaycha to have Talmidim. And he was Zaycha to, he stood apart from the rest of the world, but then he used that energy and he used his abilities to bring other people under his wing and bring other people with him. So therefore, Avram Avinu stood alone for a certain amount of time, but quickly was able to draw people with him. So Avram Avinu Lamaisa had allies. And Nayach did not have any allies. Nayach was mamish besides his family. Nayach completely stood alone. All those years building the Teva, completely stood alone. So maybe in some way, Nayach's uh, standing alone was more difficult. Obviously, obviously maybe... Um, there's a Taina Nayak for not doing a, a good enough job being Makar of the people. But Nayak Mamr stood alone in Adora Mabel. And today, today, in many ways, we're living in Adora Mabel, in the world around us, and uh, the society around us. Baruch Hashem, not the, the, not the from society. But Lamaisa, we have to emulate a Nayak who stood alone, and Avram Avinu who stood alone. And the truth of the matter is, uh, Avram Avinu is good for us because I think if we stand alone, um, but are developed people, you know, some people, Rabbeinu Yana writes uh, on the mission, on the mission, anyone that people like, Hashem likes. Rabbeinu Yana explains that doesn't mean that if someone's popular, Hashem likes them. There could be a popular person who's not loyal to Tyre Mitzvahs. Rabbeinian explains that the person doesn't care about popularity. The person cares about serving Hashem. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves that person, and Hashem makes sure that that person will be liked, that person will be respected, that person will find favor in the eyes of others. So the fact that people like him and like her, even though she stands up for the truth, and it's not always what they want to hear, that's a sign that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu likes them. It's not a reason why Hashem likes them, but it's a sign that Hashem likes them. So if a person commits to the Torah and the mitzvahs, a person commits to doing what's right, even when 
even when it's, it's difficult, you should know that people will follow you. In the beginning, you know, not everybody will follow you, but you will, you will be a tremendous role model for other people. People respect those that are willing to stand up for what's right. Of course, in the nicest way possible, with, with, with sweetness. If people are saying Lashon Hara, and you nicely say, you know, let's change the conversation. So maybe someone will give you a hard time. Oh, a from me, a from me. But ultimately, when people see that you're real and people see that you're sweet and people see you try your hardest to be nice to people in the nicest way possible, Hashem will take care of you that people will have more respect for you. So this is a godless, a godless of, of Adam, godless of a person, and even, even younger people like your age um, can develop that strength of character. We're willing to stand up for what's right and, and not just follow whatever else, whatever else is doing. That's, that's godless. There are not, not that many people have, have, have godless. Again, if you follow the crowd, so then you're part of the crowd, and the crowd is not unique. Um, the unique people are the people that are able to, to stand up for what's right, and that's, that's a godless that we need to stand, stand up for because um, it's the right thing to do. Not we're looking to be different. We're just look, looking to do the right thing, and people that are committed to do the right thing ultimately um, stand, stand tall. The next, the next part of Godless we'll talk about all under the meat of MS is a, a great person takes responsibility for their actions. A great person um, admits that they did something wrong and doesn't try to shirk their responsibility. If we, we find in the Torah something very interesting, the Torah is very, very sharp on, on our tzaddikim. One of the indications that the Torah is true is if think about it, I mean, I say it's a raya, we don't need this raya, but the bottom line is in any other religion, their leaders are, are saints. Their leaders do not make mistakes. And you have a Tyra that tells us about all the mistakes these great people made. The Shvatim sold Yosef, and uh, Aaron was involved with the ego, and Maishur Beinu got angry. And, and when you learn, well, you learn the Chazal on, on these stories, so you learn that it's not as simple as it sounds. The brothers thought Yosef was guilty. Yosef did some things that the Torah doesn't tell us he did. He was tell, said Lashon Hara to their father. Says Ruvain was, was, with, was, was with Bila. It doesn't really mean he was with her. It means he switched the beds. The Torah is like over harsh. Not only does the Torah not hide the, the sins of our tzaddikim, of our forefathers, but the Torah is so over, over harsh. The Torah makes it sound maybe that it's worse than it really is, which is incredible. Incredible. Um, only a Torah that's true could go ahead and would, would, would say the flaws of their leaders, of their, of their tzaddikim. One of the lessons the Torah may be teaching us is that a tzaddik says, I messed up. A tzaddik doesn't try to say, you know, well, I had a good excuse and I meant this and I did that. If the bottom line is that I was wrong, the bottom line is I made a mistake. I'm able to own up to it. It's Sadiq's obligated to open up to, open up to, um, and say, that's it. I, I made a mistake. I made a mistake and not try to cover over. We find by Yehuda, Yehuda, the Torah praises Yehuda for admitting that he was with Tamar and he was rewarded. The Pasuk says, Yehuda, Yehuda, your brothers are going to acknowledge you. They're going to admit to you. The Medrash says, because Yehuda admitted that he did something wrong, so Mida Kenegi Mida, the brothers, 
um, acknowledged him, admitted to him that he was the king, that he was the, he was the melech. We have a promise similar to what we were saying before. When you do what's right, when you do what's right, Hashem will take care of you. It's a very good cloud to know. When you do what's right, Hashem will take care of you. If you stand up for what's right and your intentions are pure, Hashem will take care of you. If you take responsibility and you admit you did something wrong, I, now that you admit you did something wrong, people may lose respect for you. That's not in your control. can only imagine what Yehuda was thinking. If he goes out and tells everybody that he was the one that was Mazana with Tamar, yes, there were excuses and you can explain it. And in fact, there's Midrashim that he maybe didn't have Bechira. You know, could Yehuda have sold that to everybody? Probably not. Um, Yehuda did what was right. He, he took responsibility. And, and because of that, Hashem takes care of him that he, he ends up receiving the honor that he deserves. So it's good to know that, that when things are difficult and things look like um, you're giving up, you trust Hashem, Hashem will take care of you, things will work out. So taking responsibility for mistakes, right? Perez the Pasuk says, I don't have in front of me, Shevi Yipotzalik become. And the end of the Pasuk is, I forgot the exact Lashen, but the end of the Pasuk is Rishayim, Yikashlu Barak, Yikashlu. Come, I forgot the Pasuk. It says that Shevi Yipotzalik become. But the rush is yikashlu. says the rush stumbles. The tzaddik falls, but the rush stumbles. And the reason Repair said beautifully is falls sounds like you fell, you know, on your own. Stumbles means someone tripped you. The tzaddik says, I fell. Even though someone may have been involved in, in tripping him and confusing him, but he says, you know, bottom line is I fell. Bottom line, I made a mistake. And therefore, the come. Therefore, and he gets up. But the rasha, yikashlu. The Russia stumbles. It's not my fault. Someone tripped me. He convinced me. He told me to do it. Da, 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 da. Other people are doing it. That's, that's that mental, that's the attitude of the Russia. So part of the godless, second stage of godless that we're talking about tonight is being able to admit that we've sinned. It doesn't necessarily have to go tell everybody else. Really, we're talking about just admitting to yourself, admitting that we made a mistake and not trying to cover over it. It's okay. It's okay. We'll talk about it another time, but it's okay. We make mistakes. We're human beings. Ain't tzaddik baritz asher yasa tevul yefta. Tzaddik can make mistakes. Tzaddik can sin. A tzaddik, the tzidkis is you. You admit you made a mistake. And bez Hashem shavi yipol tzaddik v'kam. We'll get there. But if we live a life justifying everything we're doing, um, we will not. We'll not get there. And the third thing we're going to talk about. We're talking about responsibility for yourself. And the last part we're talking about responsibility for others. And this already is a. Uh, there's a big sugya. The Gemara says in Shabbos on the Nandalam of scary Gemara. The Gemara says whoever has the ability to protest against people in his family but does not protest is punished for the sins of his family. Someone who can protest against people in his city but does not protest is going to be held responsible for the people of the city. And one who can protest against the entire world but does not protest is going to be punished for the transgressions of the entire world. Now, literally, the Gemara is talking about protesting. But if I could take the liberty and discuss, I don't think that for most of us, protesting is going to be very effective. I'm not coming to, uh, you know, rephrase Chazal. I'm just talking, you know, based on Chazal, as a segue for our responsibility to make a difference for others. If we're responsible to protest, we're certainly responsible to, to, to care about the Ruchnius, care about the Ruchnius of others. And sometimes we, we cannot protest. 
because that's not going to help them. We feel a responsibility to our family to, to make a difference whatever way we can. And we even feel a responsibility to the world around us. What can we do? What can we do to make a difference? What can we do to, to impact the world? And the truth of the matter is, it all starts. It all starts with what we started out with. It all starts with ourselves. A famous line from Shalom Shwadron, he said, I used to think I could change the world. And I tried and I couldn't. And then I thought, well, I can't change my city. And I tried and I couldn't. And then I figured, okay, the only one I could change is myself. I changed myself. And then I realized I could change my city. And then I realized I could change the world. The truth of the matter is, the godless that we spoke about in the beginning, about standing up for what's right, being loyal to what's right, taking responsibility for our, our own actions, our own mistakes, and growing and working, is really going to lead us to this last level that we will make an impact on others. The greatest impact we have on others really is who we are and what we stand for. Of course, if there's anything we can do, if there's anything we can do, some wonderful girls help start this year. They have a great what, what There's something we can do to help others. We should take advantage. But the greatest way really comes out from ourselves. I want to explain a little bit further. When pe- there's some people that don't really work on themselves and they just think about how they can change the world. And those people, like Rav is saying, those people don't really, are never going to be able to change the world because they don't, they're not really in touch with, with greatness. So even their attempts to change others may not be, may be flawed. And also they don't have the siyata dishmai. When someone's in touch with their own growth, when someone's working on themselves, automatically they build themselves into such a person that will end up giving out to others just by example, and also because they reach a certain level of godless, a certain level of greatness, they have the eyes, they have the vision, and they have the siyata deshmaya, that Hashem will help them make a difference. Hashem will give them the opportunities to make a difference. It takes tremendous siyata deshmaya to make a difference. So really, godless has to come with ourselves, and that godless will spill over, will spill over Bez Hashem, that godless will spill over to other people from ourselves. We find in, in, in Yaakov Avino, Parshas Vayetze, and Chazal tell us famous Rashi, when a tzaddik leaves a place, he makes a Rashim. Recently, we learned Megillus Rus, it says the same thing about Naomi. Naomi leaves, and even though it's a non-Jewish place, Moab, she, she makes it, when she leaves, the impression is felt, the loss is felt. So I have a kasha. Why do you talk about the greatness of tzaddikim? You talk about when they leave? You know, this person's so great, when they leave, everyone noticed. Why don't you talk about Yaakov Vino when he was in the place? When he was in Beersheba. Now you're telling me when he leaves Beersheba, you want to tell me, oh, the tzaddik left and made a big difference. Talk about while he's there. Talk about while Nami's there. Why talk about the tzaddikim when they leave? And I want to suggest that the Torah is teaching us the greatest impact of the tzaddik is not loud necessarily. It's not rah, rah, rah. It's very, very subtle. The tzaddik's in the place, and people notice. People are more careful how they act. People are inspired by their example. People are inspired by their greatness. And they have such an impact in a very subtle way. So the Torah teaches us that greatness sometimes is not only noticed when they leave. When they leave, everyone feels the difference. They look around the room. They don't see that, they don't see that person in shul. They don't see that person davening. They don't see that person around them. And they only notice the difference after they leave because it's not necessarily have to be a loud difference. Our difference really is, is who we are. You know, after 120, I think, by mo- most of us, Hashem is going to show us, Bez Hashem, our, sch- our schusim, 
all the things we did, and we're going to think about all the great things we did, and I think it's going to be a lot of things that we didn't know about at all. Hashem's going to show us there was another girl in the seminary who saw the way I daven, who saw the way I behaved, and she was inspired, and she ended up getting into, in, into Yiddishkeit, and she ended up uh, marrying a Ben Taira. There's going to be such small things that you didn't even notice just by who you are and what you stood for, that, that our schism are going to be in Shemayim, for our greatest schism who we're going to be. So the, perhaps, even though the Gemara says to protest, but protesting doesn't always have to be, uh, you, know, you know, putting up signs and going on riots. Protesting is, 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 is standing for who we are, standing up for what's right in a, in, a, in a subtle, in a modest way. That's the greatest macha we can make, greatest protest we can make, greatest announcement we can make for, for, for Hashem, that we are people that stand um, proud and stand strong in our, in our desire, our love, um, and our commitment to the Tyra. Okay, let's see if we have any questions. How does one know that they're standing up for what's right? In life, there may be things that are more than one right way. Things that are right for other people, not right for you. It's a good question. If you're not, look, if there is any doubt that maybe, you know, there's another way here, um, I would suggest that, that you ask. Sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes people are doing something that is wrong, and you know it's wrong, and it's obvious. Uh, you'll say, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I don't know if it's obvious. You know, look, maybe, you know, as you get older, um, you know, things will be more clear to you. You'll have more confidence in your, in your judgment. Um, but sometimes you just know it's wrong. You hear people making fun of someone, you know it's wrong. You don't have to say, oh, there's another opinion. You know it's wrong. Um, let's see. Yes, okay, you caught me on that. I think we caught myself on that. We don't publicize our virus. I think the main thing here is that you're acknowledgement to yourself that you sinned, if necessary, because other people are involved, and you have to uh, uh, clarify, like Yehuda did, he had to clarify. So Yehuda had to come forward and say he sinned. But if it's not necessary, it was a private sin, and it doesn't need a public, uh, shouldn't have a public uh, announcement. Um, let's see. Okay, good question. Uh, we mentioned last week, we don't look for signs. Um, what about asking Hashem for a sign to give us clarity? Uh, to get clarity if a Bashidach is Bashir or not? I don't know. I think we could ask, we, should de- we could definitely ask Hashem for clarity if a Shidduch is Bashir or not. But I don't think we should ask Hashem for like, we shouldn't make up a sign and say, well, if, if the guy says, you know, this, you know, or he walks this way, or that way, that's a sign. I don't think we should do that, but we can ask Hashem for clarity. How Hashem is going to give us that clarity, um, we don't. We don't know. Um, I, I I recently I recently asked Hashem something. I said, Hashem, if you want this to happen, please do this, and uh, you know, etc. And the mice. Uh, I, I think I got a sign. Um, you know, but but uh, you know, you could. You, don't, don't do hints, but you could ask Hashem for clarity. Yeah, 100% you ask Hashem for clarity. Just I wouldn't do like, um, like Simanim. I would do clear things that Hashem helped me have clarity. Um, okay, this is a tough question. We'll probably talk about it more in the future. What's the balance between recognizing your flaws and being too hard on yourself? It's one of the most difficult challenges 
um, for a person to have. It's very difficult to, to be happy with yourself, to, be, to feel good about yourself, but also to be able to be, recognize your flaws. They're not a contradiction inherently because I'm a good person. I'm a special person. I have a lot of good qualities, but I have flaws too. Um, so there is, there is the ability to have both for sure. I think the only way to self-esteem really is to be able to have both. Um, but it is tricky, especially sometimes you're pushing yourself. You know, I'm pushing myself to do more. And then I'm pushing myself to do more, but then I feel, and then I could feel bad if, if I'm not doing it. And if I don't push myself and I just, you know, calm down, um, then maybe, and I'm easy on myself. It's not an easy balance to strike, but it's, it's probably um, something that a person constantly shifts back and forth. But it's possible. Um, overall, it's not perfect, but overall, a person feels good about themselves, recognizes what they do well, what they do, the good things they do, um, but still be honest that they have areas, um, you know, they have flaws we, and things to work on. Um, what about protesting when our parents, uh, when there are halakhic concerns? It's a tough shaila. It may require um, guidance. I mean, it's very clear in the Chavitz Chaim, if your parents ask you to say Lashon Hara, you're not allowed to say Lashon Hara. Um, if your parents are saying Lashon Hara, uh, I, believe, I believe there is an obligation to try to change, change, uh, try to change the subject. If your, your mother's Bimachal Shabbos, oof, you know, there, there is an obligation, I believe, but in, in a very, very, in a very, very subtle, in a very, very subtle way. Um, you know, but uh, maybe that requires requires more guidance. Um, this is dangerous. It's dangerous um, when, you know, maybe a girl comes home from seminary all charged and all knowledgeable on Hilcha Shabbos. Um, they could make mistakes of, of, you know, coming across too hard. And some things are, uh, some things are chumras. I don't mean that they're like, like crazy chumras, but there's some things that maybe there's what to rely on. You know, and sometimes we want to rely on leniencies for others for this, you know, for the sake of not of making shalom, for the sake of not, not hurting people or causing, you know, causing hard, you know, hard feelings. Um, okay, let's do one more. Can you please give an example of someone could stand up for what's right in a subtle way? Um, well, sometimes there are people having a conversation you know, if we could stop the conversation, great. If we can't stop the conversation, we could, we cannot join, we cannot join the conversation. Um, that's a subtle way people may or may not realize that, that we're not joining this conversation. Um, someone, someone dresses, someone feels their friends, you know, their, their dress, their sneers is not up to par. Um, and they know they should be dressing differently, but that takes a lot of courage. Uh, to dress in the way that you feel is right um, and your friends, you know, are going to comment, uh, you know, on your dress and stuff like that. Um, you know, us usually, usually a person should know that usually that pe usually people comment once, twice, and then they just respect you and they leave you alone. Um, you know, people are afraid of that initial thing. We have this fear of people saying we're frummies. We have that fear of being from. It's not the worst insult we can get if someone calls us from. Uh, not could be worse. Could be worse insults to be called from. Um, tell you know, and you, if someone says you're from me, you say no, no, I'm not a from me. I'm just trying. We're just trying to do what's. We're just trying to do what I think is right. Um, 
you know, it takes a lot of courage. You know, if you haven't been in this situation yet, which I'm sure you've all been, as you go through life, it takes a lot of courage many times to do, a lot, a lot of courage to do what's right. A lot of courage to do what's right. Um, okay, thank you very much. Um, starting to do all the questions, you feel free to write them next week. Um, you know, everyone should have a great night. I mean, next week, Mirza Shem, Wednesday, hopefully. Okay, thank you.